Hi, everyone, and welcome to the WTD podcast. My name is Kai Mochitani, and I'm your host for today's episode. And on this episode, we have a very special guest here with us, um, Hunter Thompson. Hi, welcome to the pod. How are you guys? Thanks for having me on. Um, I just wanted to give you guys a quick intro about why Hunter is so freaking awesome um, and a few things about him before we jump right into it. So Hunter goes to the Barry University um, in Miami for golf. Um, Mm -hmm. he is so freaking awesome. We met in middle school and he was just one of those kids where you just always like laughed and felt like, Oh yeah, that felt good. Like he just made you feel really good and just was just so awesome all around. Um, Hunter won't say it, but I'll say it for him. He actually has, he actually has some school records for Tribuco. Um, a few of them being making it the farthest in state than anyone at Tribuco in the, like the last 30 years. Um, and he also has the lowest round in a match ever at Tribuco. So Hunter, you're awesome. Thanks for tuning my own home for me. <laughs> you're you. welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to tell you why this podcast is going to be so freaking awesome and why Hunter and I've literally been looking forward to this for forever. Um, for all the guys listening, you guys are going to get some kind of like perspective about self-development about life and guys feelings because usually that's not really a thing over here i am a guy Um, so i have guy feelings for sure (laughs) and um for the girls we'll be able to just understand and relate um and talk about things in girl language parallel to like what hunter and i are going to talk about so hunter start with your story give me a little bit about you and we'll dive right into the episode yeah um Big thing about me, I've been playing sports all my life. I played basketball for 12, 13 years. And I mean, I grew up with the same kids, playing basketball with the same kids. So you could just imagine the chemistry with 10 other guys, 10 other kids playing basketball for 10, 12 years. Um, so that was a big part of my life. And my sophomore year of high school, I actually started, or I started playing golf my freshman year, but my sophomore year of high school, I just started focusing on golf. And that was, it was a tough decision to kind of go away from basketball because obviously I've been playing it all my life and with the same kids and the same people. My dad was my coach for most of it. Um, so it, it was a big decision. I mean, my dad was coaching me, so it was pretty much like leaving him and going to pursue something else was a tough decision. Um, but no, I mean, playing basketball for 12, 13 years with the same guys taught me so much about discipline and just kind of teamwork and to to go a different path of golf, which is a very individual sport was very different. And it was a challenge that I thought I was ready for. And you kind of warm up to it as you go, but I couldn't be more like blessed and thankful for where I am today and and the work I've done uh, these past years. Um, But I started playing golf freshman year of high school, played those four years and ended up getting a scholarship here at Barry. But just being on this team here and being a part of a program that's, I mean, one of the top programs in the country uh, for division two is, is something I, I could have never seen myself. And it, as much as it, as much of it was a dream for me, I, it's hard to kind of put, put my, put my mind around it where I'm today. And I think it's just all the sacrifices that, I mean, we all go through in high school, whether it's choosing a sport, whether it's choosing friends, um, whatever it is. And looking back on that, uh, I, I just kind of appreciate 
all the work from basketball, even basketball, that carries over into, into who I am, what I do today. Um, but yeah, so playing, playing sports all my life, um, that's pretty much my whole life. <laughs> no. Playing golf and basketball. Um, but well, no, well, overall, really quick, was, really quick. I want to say, I want to like hone in on this one thing. Like I want everyone to like, kind of picture this of like, okay, Hunter and like 10 other guys at like our school, whatever went from middle elementary school to then middle school to then club basketball to then going to high school and everyone playing basketball in high school and like high school sports are so fun because people come and watch and all those all those things and then hunter saying you know what like i i'm actually gonna go pursue golf and um guys are kind of ruthless i'm not saying your friends are awful but like I could imagine you could have maybe maybe got like made fun of or like people were like, ah, oh, he's just a golfer now. Like we're basketball all the way kind of thing. And that kind of did that. I don't know. Make you feel isolated. Did that make you feel like, oh, wow, is what I'm doing right? Or is this really what I want to do kind of thing? Absolutely. I mean, it. like I said, it was it was a tough decision going from playing with the same group of guys that I've been playing with for 10, 12 years jumping to something that's so individual. And so you practice on your, on your own. Right. There's no team aspect of golf, really mm-hmm. as much of it, as much of it is a team sport in high school and in college, because you are playing with other people. I mean, it's an individual sport when you're practicing. Um, so the fact that I had to step away from what's been my life for 13 years with the same guys traveling, building relationships and just jumping into a whole new realm that I've just, never experienced before i mean it was tough obviously over summers and stuff i had to sacrifice a lot of my time towards golf if i wanted to achieve the goals and aspirations that i had um so over time it it was almost as if some some friends and and not holding grudges against anybody no yeah but they they would say they would say to me like we're like we're not going to text you to hang out because we know you're golfing and that's okay like i'm totally fine with that and the fact that they acknowledge that like I respect them for that. And golfing's like, not a quick sport. I mean, it is not. No. <laughs> I mean, a little background with golf: it takes four hours to play one round of golf, which is like what you usually do when you play. So right. that's just that's just playing. Like practicing is a whole nother deal. Like my my summers, junior and senior year, were strictly golf. And you can ask any of my friends, anybody I associated with, they would be like, "Yeah, he's golfing." And I mean, like I said, it was a tough decision because going from hanging out with friends, being on the basketball court, seeing a bunch of people every day to being isolated in your own sport where you're so driven and focused on a goal. um, It takes away a lot of this kind of the social um, aspect of of your life. So Hunter, I can relate to you to a T about this and the podcast where like, this is what I want to do. This is exactly what I want to do. It makes me happy, right? But within that, it's like, oh. There's struggle. Not many people want to go and invite me to a party or something because I got a different mindset or, oh, she's doing something a little different than us. Cool for you, but I'm going to do me kind of thing. And so Mm -hmm. when you say like, oh yeah, like I felt a little, I feel isolated right now. So that's just crazy. You're saying that. And I guess this is not, I guess this is a living, breathing example. Hunter Thompson is a living, breathing example that hard work 
determination, honing in on this goal, on this dream that you want for yourself is totally true. And so mm-hmm. what is the dream with golf, Hunter? What? Put it out there. Just, you know, whatever. Just put it out there. The goal and aspiration is to become a pro golfer. There, so you said, you, you heard it here. Lot. You heard it here. That's, that's what I'm putting out there, manifesting it right now. There you go. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's going to take as much as work and dedication it takes. It's so much mental focus each and every day of, of practice and, and playing and overcoming just another wall in, in your life, whether it be, oh, I'm not playing good this year or I'm struggling like with whatever aspect of life, like you have to overcome that to break through another wall to get to where you're going. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I just want to say a quick story of Hunter. So I work at Dove Canyon, which is where you're a member at? golf club um dove canyon golf club and i remember i was i was driving or jake and i maybe were playing golf or at the range or something and hunter had this like he had a he was recording himself every single swing he would do and he would credit he would go back and rewatch and say oh no my wrists or my shoulder or something <laughs> he literally was there like jake and i were there for a good amount of time but he was literally there i felt from like all the way till closing like and I even saw that and me and Hunter weren't even that close. And I want to say the reason why Hunter, re- Hunter and I reconnected was from this awesome conversation that we had at Wild Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> bless, amazing place. Bless amazing Rachel's place. heart because she got us into Wild Rivers for free because she worked there. And I wasn't going to go that day, to be honest. I told Ra- Rachel there was no really set plan and I'm a planned out person. And Rachel's like, well, you're going to come. And I was like, Oh, I told her at first I told her, yeah, I'll go. And then it got closer to the date. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I first was like, you know, what? I told you, yes, Rachel, I'm going. I gave you my word. I'm going to go. And so we were just in line at this. I don't even know like what even water slide it was, but we just got to talking and Hunter, first of all, he started a YouTube channel all about NFTs and crypto and all that kind of stuff. And so I was like, okay, yeah. And props to everybody who does YouTube because it, guaranteed one of the hardest things yeah. it's so much time and editing and <laughs> just pain so i i respect all of you guys that, that do youtube um but and then we just got into this awesome conversation and i was just telling him about all like my self-development journey and you know listening to all these awesome people and um I was doing this five day time to thrive challenge by Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins. And um, on one of the days, Matthew McConaughey, he came on and talked on whatever about his book, the green lights or green lights. And Hunter said he read the book and I was like, oh my gosh, this, I was supposed to be at wild rivers this day. Amazing book. Um, So why did you read green lights and why should people read it? And yeah, give me some of your takeaways. Well, firstly, you know, when you get books for Christmas and for your birthday, you're like, what? <laughs> like, what? why am I getting a book? You know, I could be getting anything else, just give me money or whatever. Um, so this book has been sitting on my desk for maybe a year or two, you know, and just for some random reason, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm going to open it and start reading. And I open it and start reading. I'm like, okay, it takes you a while to get into a book, obviously, but Kind of, kind of where me and Kaya stand on like the growth mindset and, and progression. Um, this book is all about kind of being okay with, with progression and not, figure, not having things figured out. And kind of the biggest takeaway that I took from the book 
is, I mean, he pretty much said he's been living on this earth for 50 years and he hasn't figured anything out. So I, I think for us as, as young kids still 19 and 20 and 21, we're still figuring everything out, quote unquote. Right. But at the end of the day, there's when you're 35 or 40, you're, you're still going to have battles. You're still going to have struggles. So if we put so much pressure on ourselves to say, oh, I need to figure this out. Oh, I need to figure this out. Oh, I'm struggling in this aspect of my life. It's like, yes, you are. But that's, that's what life is. That, that's the beauty of it. And that's, that's the struggle of it. Right. You're not going to know good times unless you've had those bad times. Right. And, and I'll tell you one thing. The worst times in my life have built me up for the biggest blessings. Right. Like Amen. the worst I've felt in my life, I've been just sad or, or, or just head over heels over something, what, whatever it is. Um, I'm just so caught up in, in the struggle and this, and this thing that's around me the that I, I'm not even understanding like what blessings that are in my life, the little right. things. Right. And right as I come out of that, there's so much room for progression. And, and that's when I'm my happiest is, is after those big struggles. I'm going to be really vulnerable for a second. I had the hardest weekend of my life last weekend. I cried myself to sleep. I'm not that kind of person, but I was like, I just need to feel my feelings. I'm so sad. I feel so lonely. I'm so isolated. All of these things. And now I'm at this pivot point where it's like, okay, Sunday, I don't know why, but I had a freaking awesome day. Maybe it was because I got tipped $150. Maybe it's because I went to church. I don't know, but I had a beautiful day. And now today I'm having a beautiful day. I don't feel like that anymore. I learned, oh my gosh, this is maybe why you're feeling like this. Oh my gosh, this is happening to you because you can feel this good now and learn from that and never have to feel like that again. And so when you say that, I can relate to you to a T because I'm literally living, breathing and dreaming in that moment right now. And I, and I think that's what a lot of us are going through. I mean, even, even people watching, they're probably like, oh, wow, really? I'm going through the same thing. Yeah. And there, there's different things in all of our lives. Like for me, right. the same thing. This, this past week or two has been, been very hard. I've been right. struggling with some things that I've just been thinking about and overthinking so much. Mm-hmm. And today and yesterday were kind of the first days that, that I realized that I can't control everything. I can't be perfect. I'm going to screw up. I'm going to say the wrong things at some times. Right. Like, and I have to be okay with that. Right. And what helped me get over that hump was I need to stop overthinking. I, I, I need to just do, I, I, I can't think yeah. just do, you know? Right. And, and that was a big thing for me to just get me over this hump of, of just being in this, this bubble of just, just not progressing. There, there's it, been some times in my life yeah, where, sorry to interrupt, but there, there's been some times in my life where like my conversations are on point. I, I feel like I'm on top of everything. I, I have everything planned out. And then something happens in my life, gone. Next day, gone. Don't know what it is. Wake up different. Wake up on the wrong side of the bed, whatever it is. And it's hard to flip your mindset back into what you felt before. Right. And it, it, I mean, it just tells you that we're not going to have our best days and that's okay. And, and I'm, I'm learning still. It's a process, but I'm Russian. learning still to be okay with taking the good with the bad right um i actually just filmed a podcast episode about how nothing is good or bad but thinking makes it so and what i mean by that william shakespeare said that um want to give him the credit love you um but (laughs) but basically like 
something terrible can happen to me, hence this past weekend. And I can feel like it's such a bad thing. But in hindsight and being where I am now, it's like, actually, that was a good thing that I had to deal with that because I wouldn't have been here today or wouldn't have learned all the things I learned in the past 48 hours kind of thing. Um, So it's like our thinking of like, okay, when something shit happens to you or when something like horrible or somebody's mean to you or something like happens, an incident, it's like, instead of thinking this sucks, this is a bad thing, which is how I felt this past weekend. So trust me, easier said than done. But instead of looking at it like, okay, there's a lesson I'm going to learn from this and I know I'm going to get stronger. I just have to get through this kind of thing. Um, but tell me Hunter, cause Barry university is in Miami. So mm-hmm. tell me how living in Miami is as a college athlete and how that goes. First of all, I had no idea that I'd end up this far. My, <laughs> I mean, my mind it was set on, I'm going to stay in California, Arizona ish West coast for sure. And my brother went to University of Alabama, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going that far. <laughs> like, no chance. God, God pushes me to Miami, Florida. So I'm, I'm in a totally different area. And as far the, as you can get. The, the least place, the, the last place I think I would end up, honestly. I mean, as farthest away I can be from home. Um, but, it, I mean, it was, it was tough to adapt at first. I mean... Culturally, it's very different. So I'm, I'm used to being around kind of very similar people to me growing up, like just just getting all these different cultures from there's there's people on my team from Iceland, from Finland, from Sweden, from Colombia, from Spain, like all covers all parts of the world. So just to see kind of the different culture changes and to understand where they come from, their backgrounds. I mean, I've been doing a lot of learning just about other people's cultures, how they grew up, the struggles they had even. And just kind of to see see how they grew up gives me a better insight on how they act, how they feel, right. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I mean, it was, it was very hard to adapt at first because being put on the opposite side of the country, um, being so comfortable at home with, with friends, with people you've grown up with for 15 years. Right. I mean, at the start, it... I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to find this group of friends right away. And I, I realized over time that the, the relationships that I built back home with, with my friends were almost like, I'm never going to get that again right. because I, mean, I you grew, grew up, up with, with these people. kids. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, we, we traveled together. We've been through everything together, like through our childhood. And right. I mean, that's, that's when you learn a lot as as a kid, you screw up and you, you got friends there to either drag you even more down or pick you up. And you realize that over time. So making that adjustment, even, even social, socially, um, just with friends, I I was kind of going in thinking, Oh, I'm just going to click with this group right away. And when I first, when I didn't get that at first, I was, I was a little frustrated and I was like, Oh, why am I not clicking with people? Um, but I think it's just in general, you know, People are, you have to warm up to people. You don't really know somebody until you go through. Things and college like is so new for everyone, you know, it is it's new yeah. atmosphere feeling and everything. Yeah. So, so it was very hard to adapt in that aspect. I mean, even living by yourself, living with another person. I mean, you don't, Not knowing you don't even soul. think about, Do you know, anyone like, did you know anyone going zero, to zero people? Right. Not even yeah. anybody in Miami. Wow. Like, no one. 
So, I mean, it was a big adjustment. I was like, oh, maybe I'll see a few friends around. No, going to a small school, it's 3,500 kids. So it's a lot of them are athletes and a lot of them are from out of country. We have almost every country covered at the school. That's crazy. Like whether it's tennis, basketball, whatever it is. Um, So it's very culturally different. I'm in Miami, big city living from a small town. Um, So it, it was a big adjustment, but... I think it's it's a great place for me because it's a, there's a lot of learning to be done. There's a lot of progression, and that's, I mean, that's kind and of. And you've progressed so much already. You've progressed yeah. so much already within one year. Think about how far you'll go in three more years. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And, and I mean, just the progression aspect is hard to even think about because it's. I mean, you're so present in yourself today. You don't even think about all the progression right. you've had. All you think about is, oh, what am I going to do next? Right. Oh, I have this coming up. It's like, you need to take a step. You need to appreciate yourself, look back and be like, this is where I was. And now this is where I am. And I heard this quote where it's like, I don't care it, like who's doing better than me. I'm doing better than me than I was a year ago or in the past or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I don't deep. really care who's doing better than me. I was broken and like heartbroken and whatever just going through it a year ago and like to look back and be like I started a podcast what like I'm at this point I'm playing golf at school across the country knowing not one person what who would have thought like it's just crazy to like look back I actually was um looking back at old pictures from school today and I was like wow like I don't that's where I was and yeah, like I, lit- I'm not a crier. I hate crying in front of people. I will not cry. Like literally, like that'll be like the last thing I do. But I cried so much at school, and I think whatever last time I cried was this past week. But that was hard. But other than that, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I cried. Um, yeah. Or felt my feelings, or woke up at five a.m. Like I'm in this like new groove of like being productive, getting my stuff done, working three jobs. I'm like, I'm on fire. Feel yeah. good. Like this is awesome, and like. If anyone would have told me a year ago, even six months ago, that I would be dropping out of college, working three jobs and like doing mentally like, okay, I feel like my life should be in shambles right now, but I've actually never been happier. And I mean that like in the most sincere, honest way, like I've never been happier. I'm lonely. I feel a little (laughs) isolated, but like within myself, I've never felt felt better. Truly. Yeah. No, so I, me- I agree. Good. And I mean, just the thing is, like, you're you're going to be looking at all this new progression, waking up at 5 a.m., working three jobs. And, like, we see this bubbly Kaya on, <laughs> on this podcast all the time, right? But but at the same time, we do go through struggles each and every yeah. day. And, right. and the thing that, that that's not what people see, whether no. it's on, on a podcast, whether it's on Instagram, whatever it is. Like, right. It, it, it's beautiful to see this this genuine soul that you are like loving people for progression and just being out there to, to truly help people but you still have your bad days and that's totally okay yes it's it's you got it like i said you got to take the good with the bad and understand that yes i'm doing ha- I'm, I'm doing amazing right now next yeah. week there's going to be another struggle there's going to be another battle to get through amen and like i don't know kind of just being like okay with not being okay and admitting like I'm, I wasn't okay in that moment agreed and like 
I, I don't know. I was always one to push away my feelings. I would always be this like almost tugboat. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard this analogy of like a lighthouse where you shine the light and help guide people to get home safe. But a tugboat goes out and saves everybody, tries and does all the things. Well, I was a tugboat. I was just going around. Do you need advice? Or how can I help you? And just, you know, yeah. whatever, just a tugboat. I would never check in on myself. If I was, fe- if I wasn't feeling okay, I was like, but there's people to help. There's people to talk to and there's whatever. And I would just go back around tugboat. And I'm like, never ever brought my feelings or the fact that like I'm not okay ever to light. Yep. And so even that I'm admitting that last weekend was a horrible, horrible weekend. I'm sure it's a big step for me. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of in the same boat along with a lot of people. Like yeah. the past week or two or even month, I've been yeah. putting myself out there to try to progress the most, to try to help people. I've been like trying to pick up trash around campus, like holding doors <laughs> open for people. Like, like literally the, the I just most, love you so much. Like literally the most, like you could possibly like try to do. But like you said, I realized over time, like it's so emotionally draining on yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, as much as yes, you have to, I mean, you love to be a genuine person and to help other people out. If you're not okay with yourself and what you're doing and how you feel, you should like, you can't there's no others. way you're going to exactly. And that that's what I've been kind of realizing lately too. Like I have to make sure like I'm mentally, emotionally, like, okay. Right. As bad as that sounds. No, but honestly, like it's you, you have to look out for yourself before you can go and look right. out for others. And like, once you're okay. And once you focus on the time and spend the time within yourself, that's like when you can help people the most and be most effective with your time or with your words or with your gestures of like that. But I, that's so funny that you were picking up trash and holding doors. That's so sweet though. That's like, you're going to have good karma. God's yeah, going to be I mean, like, Hunter, you are just such a kind soul. And like in this waiting period, I'm going to get you through it. And like, yeah, I hope, you're going to be I a hope. pro golfer at the masters. <laughs> yeah, I and hope, I know I it. One day. I hope. But, um, at college, this is something I struggled with. Maybe it's different is there a lot of drinking and partying and XYZ, like being an athlete? Is it like, Oh, I shouldn't go to that party because I need to focus on golf and I need to, I have this dream and I'm going to eat, breathe, sleep golf. Because Mm -hmm. if I want to be in the top 1% of golfers, I can't be doing what 99% of the golfers are doing. So kind of tell me how that is. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, when you go to college, there's going to be influences and temptations always. Where, wherever you go, there's right. 100% going to be that. And at a small school, I think it's limited to an extent. But at the same time, we're in Miami, which is almost the hub of clubbing <laughs> and going out. Yeah. So obviously, yes, there's, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of drinking and a lot of partying that goes on. And being a student athlete, I mean, student athletes listening to this, even even you could relate to this is you pretty much wake up, go to school, do athletics, whatever sport it is, work out, eat dinner, do homework and sleep. That's pretty much your regimen. And it's hard to balance. I say quote unquote balance because I don't really think there is a balance, but I mean, you try to time manage everything. You're trying to wake up at the right times, make sure you get enough sleep, make sure all your homework's done at the same time. Make sure you're still practicing enough. There's a lot so of stuff you to perform. manage, yeah. Exactly. So you perform well at your at your craft. And just taking all these things in, 
it's it's tough it's tough to wrap your head around and say this is what i want to do when you see everybody else living this life yeah. like, oh, oh i can i can do homework whenever i want oh i can go party oh, oh I my can, gosh i can go do all these things and and people people have asked me that question they're like if i can't see myself doing this in the future mm-hmm. why am i watching other people live a life that it, it feels like i'm looking in on their lives and what i what i told them was well, first off, I don't know the exact reason why this is important in our lives now, but I know 100% that it will pay off. Whatever discipline, whatever trials you go through now, guaranteed will build your character, build your person for the future. And I, I also tell them this, that the sport you're doing, whatever you're committed to, whatever you're just grinding after, that could be the very well thing that's holding you together. Wow. And when you think about it, it's all these little things over time kind of build up to, to who we are, how we act, how we perform, everything. And if a big part of our lives are playing a sport as a college athlete, playing a sport, doing homework, going to school, and we take the sport away, we take the sport away, it opens up kind of this different world of either you could fall into partying, you could fall into drinking. Right. And there's this, this whole unknown. It's almost scary to think about because when you go from being an athlete all your life to taking that away, you need to, con- I mean, your time needs to be consumed with something. Right. So whether it's being more on social media, whether it's going out more, whether it's like, personally, I don't think that's great for your mental health or even physically or mentally mm-hmm. at all. So I, I think it is a very good thing to have something you're committed to, even if it's taking some time away from something, it's, it's leading you in a direction that you're going to realize at some point, like, I'm thankful that I didn't fall into this, this trap. I'm at the point where it's like, if I don't even see in my mind, like I can't even see in my mind, like a moment where I would quit this podcast. I don't care how successful it or unsuccessful it'll be in a year, six months. This is what I'm committed to. This is what I love. And I know that with all my hard work, with all these sacrifices, with all this love in my heart, that like I'm going to get to where I want to be. And I think um, we're in this moment and we're in this um, time of like, I want things now. I want to be in the masters now. I want success now i want my podcast to take off now but instead it's like i'm doing this crap for the long run i'm going to do this for 5 10 15 years and i'm going to stick to it and never miss a day i'm never like i'm never going to miss a practice or i'm never going to miss a moment where i can play golf or practice golf because why because i'm in it for the long run i don't need the success now i'm going to go through the process and i'm going to hit rock bottom i'm going to learn how awful my first few podcasts were and I'm going to see back in 10 years and be like, wow, I can't believe I posted that or wow, whatever, you know? And I'm already feeling like that with my graphics and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God. Um, But when you say that you don't believe in balance, I totally agree with you. And here's why. Balance is bullshit, everyone. If you want extraordinary results in one aspect of your life, hence podcast, hence golf. If I want great, great um results in golf right here then social then 
education, maybe, then me time, then relationships, then family calls are going to have to give. Time in here is going to have to give. Energy in here is going to have to give into golf. Because why? Because they want extraordinary results. I can't be putting in the same amount of time and energy to create this kind of balance thing. But when I want extraordinary results in golf, if that makes sense. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, school, life in general, taking care of yourself on top of these big dreams, that's a lot. But there is no balance of like, oh, I need to balance my drinking life and golf. Like that shouldn't even be, you know what I mean? Like you're, I mean, you get it. Um, That's kind of how I feel with my podcast where it's like, oh my God, I can't even balance. Like, I mean, it would be impossible to balance my social life or in my podcast life when I want extraordinary results in my podcast life. And like, that's just something like, that's the sacrifice that I have to make. And that's the sacrifice. And those are the things that I'm willing to do for my dream, for our dream. Um, and so when you were in high school and had to give up those summers or those, the breaks, when you come home of just going straight to the country club mm-hmm. and working on the swing and working on the yeah. putt or whatever, I don't know. But also like, dang, golf is like a mental game. It is. It's all, it's, it's all in your head. Right. Like, and, 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 and overall, when you think about it, like, like, a 65 in golf is a good, like really good score. And a 72 is solid still. And 75 is worse. So the higher you get, obviously the worse. Yeah. But when you shoot a 65, you're like, wow, I really, I really played good today. And like the reason we think, Oh, like I played really good today. I shot 65 is because that's what society and what golf, what all these standards hold us up to. It's like, you could shoot 65 and be like, no, I played horrible. Like it, you, you played really well, but you could have played a lot better. And so to look at it as like, oh, I shot 75 and I played really good or I shot 65 and I played bad. It's just a total, totally different mindset. mindset yeah. And the better you are at golf, like the more you progress, the harder it is to, to, to progress. I mean, right. going from 90 to 80 is a lot easier going from 80 to 70 to 70 to 60. And I mean, it's, it's difficult when you're shooting 75, but you feel like you're playing really good. You're just waiting for the moment for it to click. Right. And I mean, like a 65 is a good, good score because everybody says, oh yeah, 65 is a really good score. It's like, why? Like, why? Like if I have so much more room for improvement, why am I holding this in my head that, oh, if I'm shooting 65, it's really good. And like, I, I shouldn't be doing that all the time. It's like, well, it's, I, it's all up here. I played um, golf for one hole and I got really frustrated. I could not really? hit, I could not hit the dang ball. I couldn't. And I was getting yeah. frustrated and I just gave up. So kudos to you because yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was even at the range. Oh my gosh. The range. I'm like smacking the golf club on the floor. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, how do I not like, I feel like I'm doing all the right things, holding it yeah. the right way and all this. No, I can't even hit the damn ball. It's awful. Yeah. So yeah, and, and it's hard too because in golf, it's. It, I mean, other sports are kind of similar, but one one day in golf you could play your best, and the next day you could play awful. Like for me, it, an example is like the past few weeks we've had qualifying for our team, and I shot five rounds under par, and then I shot an eighty three, and I missed qualifying. And you could sit back and look at, oh, I, I played really well those five rounds, and I, I played bad one. 
which happens, obviously, like we're not going to play the best all the time. But then again, I can't be shooting 83s at this level. I, I just can't. And to, to make the team and to make qualifying, I'm, I'm, I can't do that. So, I, I mean, it just puts it into, into, into a perspective of how difficult the game is where one day you could be shooting great score and the next day it could just disappear. Right. It could just be gone. And that's why I am, you know, so blessed and so thankful that you took time out to come on the pod and help so many people and help my soul because I've been looking forward to this because I value your time. And I know that with golf or with a D1 or a D whatever sport or with college in general, living across the freaking country, it's hard. And so I just want to say thank you for coming on today and joining us. And you are amazing. And I think the world of you and anyone I meet, I'm like, Oh my God, you got to meet Hunter. You got to meet Hunter. He is so awesome. We got the same mindset. Like he gets same me. with me. I'm like, you're going to love Kaya. <laughs> you're going to love her. Trust me. But um, when you come home, we'll definitely have to do something fun. And um, when you're not playing golf, even if that's 30 minutes, Hunter, yep. Yep. you know, I get it. I'll make time. It's all about uh, balance. Balance, definitely. right? Um, but you are just so awesome. And I appreciate you. The Zoom's going to end in like 30 seconds. So. Anyway, Hunter, last thoughts. Anything? Just just know that like whatever you're going through, like as as low as it can go, there's so much to there's so much to come. Like right. like think of life as a slingshot. Like the more you pull it back, the further you're gonna get. Shot. I love it. Oh my gosh. That's a perfect way to end. I yeah. love you so much, Hunter. That, that's that's one of my one of my good friends' quotes. So we'll we'll give a shout out to her. But oh yeah, my gosh. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. Wow. That was so good. You are amazing. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the pod. I love you so much, Hunter Thompson. Thank, Thank you, you so much. You're the best. Appreciate um, I appreciate you. All oh. right. This podcast is for the dreamers, the doers, and the go-getters. I love you guys so much. Have the best day ever. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Uh-huh.